Hey guys. Hello everyone. So before today's episode, <laughs> we kind of want to just quickly um, apologise. Yeah, because, and clear something up. Yeah, because we realised literally after recording the podcast. Like the past two episodes. That um, our mistake is the reason why one of us is always quiet and yep. we wanted to prove to y'all. Just what it sounds like and what we should sound like. So <laughs> this is like one of those like pre-warnings before you watch a really dirty, nasty video. Yeah. That... You're going to be shook. Like, if you expect us to sound like this, think again, because we won't, we won't, but episode Next four. episode four. Yeah, we will. We've got it sorted. We've got so, it tight and right. Just to let you know, get used to how this sounds, mm. me and him, equal mm. measure. Mm. Ooh, baby. Ooh, the flavor. But don't get used to it for episode three, because it's, <laughs> you're not going to get it. You're going to be very disappointed. But... Enjoy. I it is what it is, bitch. It is what it is. I know, yes. So, what up? I've been loving my best, wildest fantasy in life. Uh-huh. Honest to God. Um, my mental health and my actual physical health is definitely not intact. But it was birthday weekend. Yeah. Celebrations was uh-huh. big, large and wild. So I think it was worth it. Like now I think I'm a bit more compass mantis. Uh-huh. I was thinking the whole Ooh. time. Definitely, yeah. I think I heard that word like a couple of weeks ago and it's now, it's like word of the, word of the day. but not even word of the day, like word of the month, year, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, it's, um, it's been messy, but I was thinking, would I be able to actually talk during this? And I was thinking, no, but yeah. I'm a try though. Yeah. I'm a try bitch. Yeah. We've also just, just got back from um, Amsterdam. Yeah. Well. Oh my God. And, uh, yeah. Even really, that. It's really sad that we're not. We're we're sad we're not there anymore. It's like probably the most tranquil place it, in the world. It just I well like I said I, I left my heart in Amsterdam because I left my heart in Amsterdam. But I think that was for us anyway, especially for 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 you. I think that was just the most amazing place ever to be. And we went for three days, by the way, and three it days. Wasn't just, long no. Not at all. I could have easily done a solid month. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go like five days. No, a whole month. A Fuck month. it. Five. I could even live there. Like, take up residency. Like, that would be class. The, to be fair though, I did see a lot of like staff wanted. And like, in every like bar went to, like staff wanted. I was like, oh, I could definitely. Yeah, 100%. Like, Absolutely. It's kind of just, it's, it's like a lifestyle that you could easily get used to. Like, yeah. the fact that even that you could just go to these places to buy pre-rolled joints and then you could go into a bar, like, that actually you could be on the dance floor with, like, a joint hanging out of your mouth. Like, yes! Yeah. I was like, is this dreamland, perhaps? But that one night where we were, like, gasping in that club, <coughs> one of them motherfuckers, and we, I, oh offered, my God. I offered the entire room 20 euros for one and like not one motherfucker was like do you know what I, yeah I'll help you out because I, I know how you feel not one fucker do you remember when I got mugged yeah I, I so basically I got 
It was like the most pleasant mugging ever. Um, I was running down the streets. I had like 20 euro in my hand. Like a kid going to a candy store. And I'm looking for all these cafes for like um, to buy like joints. And I stopped to this one guy. And I'm like, do any of you know where I can like buy weed anywhere? Like, And he biggest was like, mistake. biggest mistake in my life. He's yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm still speaking to this guy for like a solid 15 minutes. And he was lovely. And he does this weird turnover where... As I'm giving him, he shows me like a 20 bag of weed, alright? And I know what it looks like and he showed it to me. And as he's giving it to me, he does this weird fucking Alakazam <laughs> magic trick where like as I'm handing him the 20 euros, his hand flips around and I, and I have like one nugget of weed in my hand. But as I see it, he pushes me and I'm like stumbling backwards <laughs> for what feels like eternity. Like un- unable to stand on my own two feet and he's gone. And I was like... Spent 20 years for a nugget of weed, but I'm a smoke it up, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right, where can I get a grinder now? <laughs> it wasn't ideal. No. But uh, that's the sort of, um, we did, and that's the sort of adventures. Ooh, ooh, and also, um, ooh, 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 I'm tapping my fingers here. I put it on the Twitter page. We've seen this, like, massive ghost face, like, mask, and I was wet, moist. Oh, uh, so moist. It's delicious. It's the biggest. Uh, I've, I've, I've never seen one that big. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> biggest I've ever seen. <laughs> it's the biggest I've, I've ever touched. It was like towards like the floor. I was like, oh, come on now. That needs to be like in the windows. Like, but everyone's in That's the it. And also like for purchasing reasons. How's anyone supposed to buy that if they don't live there? Like, yeah. I don't know about you, but I was thinking, <laughs> that would look, customs. I was like, that would look fabulous dangling from my ceiling. But like, how are we supposed to get that through customs? That ain't going nowhere. But in light of everything and as enjoyable as we are finding it telling you about our weird adventures in Amsterdam, we're actually here to talk about our next topic, yeah. um, which is suburban horror. Suburban horror movies, all up in the town, all up in those streets, house to house, who's next door, is your stepdaddy a weirdo? Uh, Betty Boop next door, she's gonna eat you. She, yeah, the guy across the street is a serial killer and he's trying to like shag your mum, you know, that's, and Shia LaBeouf's your son, like that's the sort of, that's the sort of stuff we're, we're here to talk about, absolutely. But I'm thinking, when I first, I don't know about you, but when I first think of suburban horror, Mm -hmm. the first real thing that actually comes into my head is home invasion, like, cut them up, dice them Mm -hmm. up, like horror films, because, like, what you see is, like, a seemingly, like, tranquil residential zone, and really, like, what that does is allow, like, vulnerability. Do you know what I mean? You Uh see... Tell me this, what's the difference between... Because it's all set in, like, suburban. Yeah, yeah. Between... An actual home invasion, and then like, say a slasher, because essentially they're two of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But they're com- two completely separate. I think entities. Absolutely. Sort of mm-hmm. I think um, where it comes from is probably like the home invasion comes under the slasher umbrella because yeah, sure. it's just a matter of setting yeah. it is isn't it so yeah. home invasion is so it's even stuff like your next is home invasion but it's not a suburban horror you know what i mean it's like well, that's it's, kind of, it's, it's it's in the house but mm-hmm. suburban is it's like it's you're in that open area you're in what is seemingly white supposed to be fences. white picket fences all white picket fence america everything smile happy dandy you're supposed to believe that you're safe that that's an area where like 
nothing can possibly go wrong while stuff like um as i said with your next and even like um the house at the end of the street they're kind of like houses secluded yeah and like the house um yeah all that the last house on the left they're like houses secluded therefore it's not i personally wouldn't consider them suburban because as soon as you see that empty house as soon as that film starts and you see that empty house surrounded by woods you're like they're fucked but when you watch like a suburban like you know halloween and you yeah. it shows you the streets yeah. are constantly like scream scream four it's the streets you're it's house after house and you get the impression how could killings happen how could they get away yeah, with well, it when, when it's a remote place in the middle of nowhere, yeah it's yeah not really kind of like it's not yep. we got, yeah we are talking about in the We're, everyone's in everyone's neighborhood it's not it's not specific to place to place yeah because it can that because yeah, it might be set in a, in a town, but like it's it could be anywhere because it looks that's exactly it. like your neighbourhood. And that's it. And I think especially, I think, and I've always thought, British horror films never really tackle suburban horror because, and when they do, it's like it's done in a different way and manner. It's it's yeah. different. It's American horror films. It's like right. It's vital. It's like think, it's the way I their think, lifestyle I think it's is. Because like they really pushed, they push for that kind of sort of lifestyle where we 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 don't really have. That's where we're different. Like we, yep. we do have our like suburban life, but it's yeah, not, yeah. It's nothing to the point of there's of yep. theirs, theirs, is, theirs is to like to the extreme almost. Mm-hmm. It's like post nuclear apocalyptic family yeah. where everyone's yeah. scrubbed up clean, like and, yeah. nice and chirpy adverts. Like that's what it is, and I think that's the enjoyment. The wife's bacon and yeah, that's it. The perfect yeah. housewife, and I think that squeaky clean scrubbed image. Yeah. That's why we enjoy kind of watching it get a bit fucked up because you're like. That's almost like a fake image that that they base themselves on or that they like sure. live on. Mm-hmm. While British horror films are always a lot grimier. Um, you know, it's like Eden Lake, for example. It's grimy, yeah, it's, and it's like yeah. it's like as proper good British meat horror film. Do you know what I mean? But American horror films, especially like suburban, is just very. Squeaky Queen, yeah. nor traditionally Squeaky Queen. Squeaky queen. She's a Squeaky Queen, queen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's normally and I just said like typical white families, white characters, whitewashed, the house down bits. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, and I think maybe that's probably why. Um, white, white. All, all white and white is not right not, <laughs> not definitely not white is not right and i think that's probably why get out is so Ooh, yeah. is so poignant because that literally does it that they take like black characters and it's like in a white suburban area then they have to like brainwash them into becoming a white person yeah. therefore to live successfully in this white suburban land which again, as you said, harps back to the whole white picket fence thing, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It does, which is an interesting concept, I think. But um, I think for me, the the main film that comes to my head is Halloween, without a doubt. Yeah. And I think 1978, John Carpenter's original, and the 2018 version by like David Gordon Green, I think they both kind of tackle the same the same elements. The first one especially, it's it's the cinematography and the mise en scene of the long the long takes, the empty shots, the empty frames, and I think that's what captures it. But it's the it's the very first scene. It's you start off with like Michael through his POV. He's vulnerable. He's alone in the dark. You see that his sister doesn't care. His sister instead of like after getting a good raw dick in she's upstairs brushing her hair she doesn't care about Michael yeah. he's left in the streets alone and then after that moment 
every time you're with Michael, you see him in a long empty street. You follow him through long empty roads where he's just he's just seemingly invisible. He's just like a nothing. You know what I mean? I think they, they do that on purpose. They kind of they give you all the shots and the scenes of like the town, the homes, people yep. walking around the neighbors because they they want you to feel like this could be your street. This this yeah, you know, this is that's not just one of those one of those things that happen. This this is one of those things that, that could happen to you at any point. Absolutely. I don't think you're so safe behind that white picket fence. Uh huh. You ain't. Yeah, and that's why I think it's important too that. <laughs> It plays with the concept that you could have that psychopath next door, which is like an, an internal fear that yeah, every sure. single one of us has because which we. Is which is scary it's, when like a randomer coming to, to kill you. That's like it. That could be like who you see all the time. Yeah, that's and that crazy. even like Michael's motives are you don't even know his motives and you don't need to. That's what makes him scary, but you yeah. get the impression yeah. that being a left, like the abandonment from a sister and favor of another. That abandonment is like the reason why he just slices her up. That kind of then drives it because he's alone yeah. through the whole yeah. film. And while she get like Laurie and Annie, um, and while she get them like having those like important like teenage girl scene. Every time you're with him, he's like alone and vulnerable, regardless yeah. of the fact. Yeah. And it's kind of like to say that if you did have that crazy next door neighbor, the there's a chance that they could be really social, but there's a chance that they go about life ignored. You know what I mean? They go day to day walking through these streets and surrounded by... That that's just... just they're just completely ignored and forgotten about. And I think that's probably the kernel of like horror that, that comes for it, especially from my point of view anyway. That's yeah. the fear that that might actually become reality as well, I think. I think that's... Uh, no, I agree. But then, uh, this is another thing though. Michael could be looked at as supernatural. Like, I always think, like, he, he gets shot how many times? You know what I mean? Yeah. He gets stabbed in the eye with, like, a fucking coat hanger. He gets stabbed as well with a needle in the throat. But then, I think, like, by the way, everyone, I'd done this for my dissertation, all right? He is, what I remember, in a way, writing, I remember studying, was, like, that he is, like, a metaphorical embodiment of loneliness. Yeah. Like, you can't, he yeah. can't be stopped when... Michael kills Laurie's friends, leaving her lonely. Dr. Loomis is lonely. Yeah. Michael Myers is lonely and because he won't go away, it's like he's the embodiment then of loneliness and that in itself runs into 2018's Halloween where you see Laurie, an absolute fucking basket case. Well, that's probably why we feel like, like that Michael is invincible because like, you know, you've, you've, you've tried to beat him a couple times yeah. and you just aren't. Mm-hmm. Like that sort of like embodiment of like what loneliness and yeah. depression are. That's like it. Uh huh. It's, kind of, it's, it's probably like a nod to sort of that. Absolutely. Like it's them being that that person being actually superhuman. Yeah. Like, being, like you can't defeat because they can, ultimately they can. Mm-hmm. It's just how they. That's it. And I think what's important to remember, like back to the white picket fence, because that is really important. Like white picket fence is the same shape thing. Yeah repetition and it's all white mm-hmm. that is what suburban horror and suburbia for america was so when you look at michael myers and who he was he's a man in a boiler suit wearing a white mask so he's able to go around yeah. unnoticed because he's white face yeah. he's just in a white mask therefore it's a metaphor for and you could look at it like that's just a white man going about unnoticed because why would he be he's just on all white face like that's it so I still firmly believe that even though John Carpenter, you know that that wasn't his intention. Oh, go on, sneeze. I bless you. <coughs> I thought it was a cough. 
That was a that was a weird ass sneeze. But um, you even know that John Carpenter's intentions weren't, you know, with all this like deep and meaningful connotations. But when it boils down to it, that's what it's conveyed and that's what's portrayed yeah. is that that is white. That is like white people at like at the upfront. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it all white, and that's how he gets away with it. So I think that's such like a vital and important part of well, it's, suburban it's, horror, it's like, definitely. It's making, it's making a character just seem totally normal. <coughs> like they're just they're just going about their ordinary yeah. kind of day. It, it's like it it can be anyone. That's the point of it is to make sure like you you know that it could be anyone. Yeah, that's up. And that's that's a scary fact as well. Because uh-huh. you could walk down the street and who you've been neighbours for with like for years and years and years is secretly yeah. a psychopath and it's that there's someone under that mask yeah. that's it that there's just that there's just someone there the whole time but it's it's the I think what makes it scary is it's the repetition of the murders it's the yeah. you watch it and you're like this could happen and you keep thinking oh, it could. it's like you're constantly reminded with brand new kills over and over that this could very much happen yeah any fucking place did you go anywhere yeah. so that's why I've always thought Halloween when I think like suburban horror Halloween is it but when it comes to director Wes Craven how many films has he had yes, 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 the yes. scream people under the stairs yeah. um, you know uh, my soul to take oh, yeah. a nightmare on Elm Street yeah. all like suburban horror films mm-hmm. so I don't know about like, like what's your thoughts on like Wes Craven's film because I know me and you just we're just, we just yeah, wet weak at the knees for Wes Craven love and adore that man <laughs> yeah God rest his soul yes God rest his soul no I, I just I just think he's got a really good way of, of taking a film that's you know in the same like it's, it's the same town you're in it's like exactly the same places and it's bringing all those fears to the surface that's up it, it, it really is it, it just it just does just a spot on job uh, but in so many different ways because yeah. it's like Nightmare on Elm Street's like the fear of suburbia of like the town's dirty secret, which is what everyone thinks. Yeah, and sleep, like, like, like and then you, night. Like you, like you need to you, go to sleep. Uh-huh. Like, you can't you, escape you can't, that. You can't, and you, that's yeah, that's when you cannot escape. But like, that's if you go there, you're, you're gonna you're gonna be dead. So it's, it's, that's it. And, that and I think I think that plays on. It's like the people under the stairs as well. It's like there's someone on there's someone in the basement of this house. They're like a crazy <laughs> bunch of fucking lunatics in this house that no one knows about. It kind of plays with. You know, like, and if you'd grow up in a street and, yeah. and like, um, your mom or your parents uh-huh. know other people and they all know, like, kind of each other's business. I like that, like, a Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff kind of plays on that. You know, yeah. like, everyone's hiding, like, a like a town secret, like a dirty yeah. secret. And I think that's... Oh, wait, Karma's a bitch. Karma's an ad. Oh, she will snatch you for filth. And, like, I don't know about you, but, like, when you've grown up, was there, like, whatever, wherever you live, whatever street you're on, like, if you moved or whatever, there was always, like, that one house on oh. the street... That everyone had a story about whether there was like a pedo barrier yeah. or like it was like haunted or yeah. a witch lived there or yeah. there was always that one house that like you were to fear uh-huh. with everything like in you because Absolutely. something evil was lurking you, yeah you just believed that that was in there and does that that begs the question though does that come from our fear or watching those sort of films or do we are we scared because then we watch them films after and we're like, oh my God, that's why the films scare us because we're like, we, we've we experienced... Do you see what I'm saying? I think, I think what it is, I think it's because it's like, they're just like ghost stories, aren't they, really? Mm. They're, like, they're like urban legends. So everyone like, everyone, so it, there's a grain of truth in it somewhere down the line. Yep. Something 
weird or spooky happened at that place and that's why and then it just kind of evolves yep. into this bigger story and it's like Chinese whispers so it, go, it gets passed down as well from like generation to generation or whatever if that's the case or like from friend groups to friend groups to houses to houses mm. so like and it kind of becomes like it becomes like fact or true whether it's true or not you as a child or even as an adult still believe that the house at the end of the street or in the middle of the street was where the witch lived or the dragon witch lived yeah because I, I lived quite I moved around a little bit so yeah I, yeah I had a couple of places that were like there was the there was the paedophile house was the weirdest game uh-huh. in, the, in there there was the I lived next door to the dragon witch because she it was, <laughs> yeah it was crazy yeah we loved um you're right I loved in like a, a street that had all these like little different kind of like cul-de-sacs like um yeah. dotted around like in the street and at the bottom of my street we had which we called her Martha Myers because yeah. if you kicked a ball over her wall yeah. she'd get a butcher knife and she'd like rip it to fucking shit That's and I'd be like brutal, I brutal. Yeah. she was she was nasty but, but do you know as an adult now I kind of feel like good yeah, for you I uh, know good for you Martha because that, that, that was if that got that today that would piss me off yeah. to the point where if it, like, just every five minutes I'm going to pop the fucking ball now yeah she was evil. She even got the police this once as well. But she wasn't even the worst of it, right? So we had um, in that street and um, Listener Fun Park, there was homeless flats, right? Uh-huh. But then they're all like boarded up with like metal all over the windows because there's like there was like they were like abandoned. But even before they abandoned, you'd go in and the smell it's like this reek of death. You'd go in and you'd like oh as you're younger, oh I love this smell. Oh I kind of like this drink. And it's like you'd go on and you're like, I'm literally gonna get murdered. You're gonna get murdered. But like you'd go on there with the fear of death and yeah. you would love it. You'd yeah. like, ooh, like running like three and three, the building, like in and out, in and out, hoping something would happen, but thankful nothing did. Oh, that's class. Well, when I tell you I live next door to the Dragon Witch. Ah, uh, right, hold on. I can't believe I just scanned past that. What are you talking like, about? So, no word of a lie. She, like, she looked like the. The gypsy witch from uh, Drag Me to Hell. No joke. That's what she looked like. She was like, she was like, that kind of fucking scary. The girl that loves buttons. <laughs> she just like constantly had like a scowl, like just attached. She was just like, all the uh, time. She was horrible to everyone. And she had, like all these dragons, like a garden was like all like overkept and overgrown. So that in itself was like real witchy. Yeah, that's a sign and stuff. Like, uh, just like weird like dragons and shit everywhere. And she, um. But I always think, do you see characters like that? Where did it all go wrong? I don't know. You know what I mean? Where she was probably like, do you know what I mean? Like dancing around like <laughs> bikinis, like in the seventies, like living her best life. Do you know what I mean? And then she grew up to and be. Aye, nasty nanny just. She hated all the kids on the street because she lived on a street full of kids. So you're like, like choices there. <laughs> she done Dragon that Witch. deliberately. She done that absolutely deliberately, but. As we digress from, um, see, this is we love doing this season. We we let we get that carried away oh, that we're true. like, this is honestly stories that we've never spoke to each other. No. So we're genuinely <laughs> interested in what we've got to say. We're like, yeah. Jesus, look, you've never told me that one beforehand. <laughs> Tell me some more, please, doll. <laughs> but um, I think an important one to bring up now is because we spoke about Wes Craven is Scream, and I think the two that are most suburban and fa- is Scream One and Scream Four. I mean, don't get me wrong, we, 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 like, I, I, we can't do too much today. Because yeah, because we it, could... Scream is an episode in itself, and like, yeah. I've got too much to say, just too much to say. But yeah, too many words. I will say this, because it's my, I, one of my, probably the, my top favourite film of all time. Yeah. Because I love it so much. Like, I want to be from, I want to live there. 
I want to live in Winsboro. I want people to get murdered. I want them yeah. to make a film yeah. called Stab when, like, I was, like, in it. Do you know what I mean? I want to live in Sydney Park because that house looks like... I like that house. A house was the bomb.com.org.net. Yeah, literally. But even that, it's it's scary. Because obviously you watch them films and it's got a level mm. of um, unrealism. It's not yeah. realistic because I'm like, where the fuck is she living? I ain't never going to live in a house like that. Like, I live in a fucking detached like house do you know what I mean in a yeah, cul-de-sac well, if, you, if you were to take that and put it like over here like it doesn't seem that real I, I don't think it would like, work uh... like, the streets we live on like there's, there's too many people whereas in America there's a lot of like rural there's a lot of like hills and mountains and, yeah. and little towns and like where there's like, big plots of land we don't really have that unless you kind of go out into the country and then uh-huh. in the country you're, like, you're not really and then you're doing you're doing a horror yeah. film on a countryside yeah, with, with yeah, farmers yeah. and like, there's, there's no no in between. Yeah, that's, they're not going to be like, these really like... The streets are either <laughs> like small streets or you're in the middle of nowhere in a farm. So, like. so I think I think that's where it works where we can set at like a spectator's point of view yeah. that we can enjoy it as a horror film without feeling that it's far too close to realism no, because it's done in such an elaborate even, setting. Yeah, and even though we're, like, we're, we're not American, like there's some similarities like in that town. We've, we've seen like small like, small like little villages that like that kind of like I guess would mimic that one particular yep. town because that's probably how the closest equivalent to us like a yep. little village. So we've been to like places like that where you think, oh, this small village, like something like that, is is potentially really scary because you, you are quite isolated, mm-hmm. but you're still around people, and yeah, there is something scary about that. Absolutely, and I think that's just. I'm going to say I think that's why we love Scream but that's not even why we love Scream. I just love Scream just because I don't need an explanation, Haberdy. Well, I'm, I'm I don't need. It. Oh Jesus! Right, uh, Luke's dog just nearly knocked over my microphone. Mm. She about to get launched out that door in about no, five it's, seconds. It's, um, it's right next to me, just like really ripping this toy apart, and it's just it's really. Yeah, and we're just trying to live our fiercest fantasy. Talked about suburbia, yeah, and he's just. Yeah, it's really weird. I'm trying to do a podcast here, and you don't care. I'm just sniffing it. <laughs> Blessed. But I think now's the time, a good time for. I'm going to pass this beautiful torch Ooh. of suburbanness over to Zababia. Zababia. Oh, it's hot. It's burning. It's it, it, it burned it, my fingertips. Oh, Two dickheads. Jesus Christ. Two absolute idiots. No, no, I just kind of uh, was thinking when we kind of decided to do this episode, I was kind of thinking more, rather than specifics, more kind of like the actual essence of suburban mm. horror mm-hmm. and how and how scary that is because it's once again it's the horror genre doing what it does best and taking something that's 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 you know perceived so like sacred and yeah pure and innocent and turn it into like your complete worst nightmare bringing all that evil into your home that's scary because like your home is like the safe place you want to you want that you hopefully you feel safe in your house when that kind of like gets ruined that's like, yeah literally what's left because you're, you're you're you'd be sat in your house watching said spoken of horror film yeah. and it ends and you're like so i've just watched this motherfucker stand and watch this person through the window and now i'm sat by the window uh-huh. watching this film you're thinking i'm screwed yeah you think i'm definitely yeah next like come, <laughs> come at me <laughs> Please, she I have a laugh. <laughs> she ain't ready. You're <laughs> like butter knife and one hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great because I think this whole like boom of suburban horror like lasted like, like 
a good while, you know. We, like, Psycho brought us out of the whole, like, gothic sort of horrors that we were getting yep. for so many years. Yep. That's the way it just kind of was. So that brought us into sort of, like, a new era, a new age. And then you've got films like The Stepford Wives, which which brought yep. Suburbia. That was, like, the first, like, suburban horror film, mm-hmm. really, that kind of brought this kind of, like, well, just ushered in this whole new genre that lasted from, like, the late 70s, 80s, right until, I'd say, like, early 2000s. And that's mm-hmm. when the sort of, like, the, all the ghost possession stuff started to, like, take off. And yeah, I yeah. Think now we're kind of kind of going back round a little bit, but less to more, like, suburbia. It's more kind of, like, we're, we're using horror and, and like, tackling things, like, that's cultural right now and that's, um, you know, political. Yeah, social, absolutely. Um, issues are now trickling down into, like, the horror genre. You've got things like hereditary you've got get out you've got um us uh all those kind of films that are speaking to like to more like an actual social issue yep. than like just house being yeah than just like but, basing yeah, a film like, around we, a set yeah a good you know what 20 30 something years and but, but wasn't it, as you said stepward wise wasn't like black christmas even in itself one of like the first actual like proper horror like yeah. films that's like kind of tackles that as well yeah so like that those sorts of films that brought that kind of like you know brought all this kind of stuff so you got you came into the 80s and you came you know you came with halloween nightmare on elm street you got all of that that then that brought in like the slasher genre but it still stayed in that suburban sort of household because you know we built that up to be something so like pure and innocent and, like, yeah kind of ruined it by setting all these films which is so good to yeah it's so juicy like nothing more than like some real like slasher yeah set and like it just in this little like yeah. street village whatever town it just, uh-huh. it just that's yeah any, any slashes like in a house as you say like in a house and a street and a, and a town in the middle of nowhere fuck it even if it's not in the middle of nowhere even better because yeah. it's like it's like the, the possibilities are endless like yeah. I know what you did last summer you get uh, Helen Shivers has probably one of the most iconic chase scenes the but most, she's running she's running about a town She's yeah. not, she's not like going from one real as she's running through a fucking street and she's, and then of course before her like untimely demise, she's walking to where spoilers. there's like people. Listen, anyone, he's going to keep on saying spoilers, right? But all y'all bitches up, getting turned up up in here, better not be listening to this for like some like, do you know, like hush, hush, I'm going to keep it real. Nah. I'm going to tell you because if scenes excite me like Helen Shivers I'm going to tell you she gets caught up next to tires also it's, that film's been out for like, I know why that's true yeah. so do you want to watch a film and watch that film yeah and we will say when it comes to actually doing brand new films I don't, I don't know how we're going to tackle it we'll probably just keep things a little we'll probably not spoil too much but when it comes to stuff know. like if, if, we, if we talk about something and it's like it's just come out we'll just say that we'll try our best to maybe even not talk about it but, Aye, but if the if film's if, been out if, years if, like no if the film's been out for more than a week I'm sorry. Too bad. Too bad. Uh, don't listen. Bad, I'm sorry. Do listen, please. I'm sorry. Ignore I said that. Please listen. <laughs> but I think it, what the stuff that you said is like really important that we went through that massive stage of like 70s, right up to about the 90s of like home invasion being like a really home invasion suburbia horror being really impactful and such an important staple in the genre. To know that for it to come back, but to come back with like such cultural status 
and you know, like such like that's a poignant it. impression. It's like the purge as well. That's like like that's that to me actually the purge. Yep. That especially more in America, that makes total sense. That's like, like it, it actually yep. makes sense. I I could I believe that that could be a possibility for sure, definitely in the people. Like, especially that what's up running around Trump I mean, like that. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of like that their mental mentality right now and like all the stuff they they it's just bloody crazy. So like. Of course, to me, like the purge seems like that would definitely happen in the next Absolutely. twenty years. And as you said, it's like the purge has such a amazing social status because it literally tells you that, like, when it comes down to it and boils down to it, if people are going to murder for that one day, the rich are going to try and stay yeah. safe, and the poor are going to get fucked up. Like, yeah. and that's that's exactly how it would go down. Yes, when I watch the film, I think the concept is amazing, but every single one of them, to me, always kind of misses a beat. It yeah. kind of always yeah. squanders its potential, but there's no denying that there's a lot of stuff that they really got yeah. on point. Like, no, yeah, I agree. Uh, like, it's always like, just, like, it's nearly there. It's always like, it's, I, it's, it's, uh, and, then, and then they make another film and you're like, please be good and you watch yeah. and you're like, and you're like, but I'm glad that they explored it's like, it's outside like, of... I feel like the Purge, like one, two, and three, are just like, just slowly edging you. Like, they're just like, yep. they're, just, they're not ready to make you... Yeah. Yeah. So Feel like, your fantasy, yeah. yeah they're just, just ready to tease you a little bit, uh-huh. yeah. And then you get then the first Purge, and you're like, I, I like what they do, in the sense where, when the first Purge came out, I liked it, but I was yeah. like, for such an elaborate concept, why did we spend all this time in a fucking house? But then, the second one comes along, which I thought was better, and then... They kind of just, it kind of just snows ball, snowballs, but not like a nice snowball, like the piss kind of snowball. Yeah. When you piss on it, and like you get yellow snowball, like it doesn't really go I so didn't, well. I didn't really need the third one. Like the third one didn't really need. No, is that the one where the girls come out to like uh, party the, in the uh, USA? Can yeah, I put my hands? Yeah, yeah. Shite. Yeah. And they're like, calm down. I'm here for my candy bar. And I'm like, yeah. dog, go home. And then she just gets run over. Like, uh, that's like, anticlimax. Yeah, but I think the concept for that is, as you said, I think actually, come to think of it, the best and most poignant representation, I think, of suburban horror might just be The Purge. Because that literally is like a fear yeah. that is like thrown out in front of you on the big screen that could absolutely happen. Well, it, it, it couldn't, it, but it, it like, could. It, like I said, it, it just shows like the actual the current difference, state, difference yeah. between the rich and the poor and like who... And the, Who's really going to stay on top of uh-huh. it? Like, in, and in it, that aspect. And it's a reflection on the current state that America is in right now. That like, there's no denying it. Like, we can't, we can't really talk that much shit because we're not from there. We don't live there, so we don't fully experience. But from what we hear, what we read, and what we see, it's an absolute shambles. So <laughs> I think that's why. So yeah, I can definitely see them heading towards yeah, the a purge future. A hundred percent purge oh my god, and that's why I think back again to um, get out. I think that's why that's so important yeah and like so important to the point that the film actually went on to an an oscar and i i could be incorrect but i think silence of the lambs might have been like the only one before that that was like horror related that was to win an oscar and how how long ago was that that's that was like late 90s surely wasn't it silence of the lambs so like that is such an important thing but let me tell you right now let me tell you for free hereditary deserved a goddamn oscar or like at least um, Tony Collette's um, oh, performance yeah. Jesus Christ she was just like ignored snubbed but we're not uh, but that's for another that's for another one further down the line no but, but even like even though it's, it's it's slightly changed into sort of like social you know 
commentary of like yep America yeah whatever level's going up now yeah it's still using those same aspects of those same like suburban settings yep those like lifestyles those houses like either if they turn them on the head or they, they, they're poking fun at it or they're, they're, sh- they're highlighting something specific in that they're still using the backdrop of suburban life yep and I think because we have this you know this 20, 30 odd years of this sort of suburban horrors that's not I think that's going to stay and carry on absolutely even when we kind of like went past that and it's more um, it was more like ghosts and possessions yep. that it, that itself they carried it on they still said it in homes and houses and places yep. that they think were were like that that's up. and it is still it's, but it's, it's kind of like it's just spurting off into yep. a different sort of like area. I think I think you're right now it's 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 come more to the forefront of it's not just about the setting that you put in no more it's really yeah. about like even us as a good example yes it's not <laughs> suburban horror but it's a really good example of you know it's it's it's, still like it's, two, it's like the family and you've got the, the the like almost evil representation and that could be turned on its head that it's like what happens behind closed doors yeah. because while the outside setting of suburbia is scary re- I, th- I think a lot of it's what happens behind closed doors like the stepfather like disturbia it's, it's still it's that 2.4 children family it's that sort of like yeah. that typical nuclear family that everyone that, 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 that out on the street family, yeah. yeah it's that sort of thing yeah that's sort of like when that's infiltrated and that's kind of like turned on its head it's really scary because you think, well, and us literally turns it on his head. It, yeah. it brings what is a seemingly normal, traditional family. Then they have the complete opposite of the same family of every family, yeah. and it's it's a real like, it's, it's a clever way of reflecting that like there's the front that you see, or there's the person that everyone sees, but behind those closed doors, like yeah. behind anything where it's for no one else but them. It's a completely different story, and I think that's a lot of films tackle it. Not a lot of films succeed with it. I personally don't think the Stepfather's very good. The originals yeah, are. I I, I, I like the original, but the remake I don't really think is particularly good. But the concept of it, I think actually it's the it's the original. The first scene is just he's just like getting ready, and yeah. he's got and he just walks downstairs, and the whole family is just slaughtered, and he just like grabs his like little briefcase and off he tits away and I think stuff like that is just do you think you don't like the remakes because we expect it to be like kind of more of a horror than like like a so because it is is, it's more uh, even though like he does some terrific things it's uh, it's more of a thriller because it's like it's it's Uh so I'm glad you said that actually because that film was out in the wake in the midst of like prom night and yeah. it's when they remade a film, but they didn't remake it as a horror film. They remade it as like, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like more of a thriller, like a shoddy thriller. And that's what like, The Stepfather was out around the same time as Prom Night. I'm trying to think of another example. That those remakes, that they come out and they're very tame and they become more of like... When a Stranger Calls. Thank you. When a Stranger Calls. Oh. That's another one. It's like, you're supposed to amp it up. Remakes yeah. like these days, they kind of like yeah. go for it, but it's like they become like more of a crime thriller team version. It's just like weak shit, and nobody wants it. Well, I think, I think because it because correct me if I'm wrong, but like it, I think because the remakes, I think they might have come around the time in sort of like the like the late sort of two thousand. Yeah, yeah, mid to late two thousand. Yeah, where like the slasher was becoming sort of like less and less and like evolving 
to a different kind of way or, or how you did it. Yep. And so, and I think they just kind of like, they, they just got, they were just tame for some reason. I just don't think they were. I don't understand because around the same time, I'm sure, um, it's kind of even about like the last house on the left, like compared to the original, that's like nothing. But last house on the left is a good example of a remake at that time with the Hells of Eyes that weren't afraid to get like dirty, yeah, get the hands like grimy. Cause the, cause the, cause the, the remake I thought that before any of the stuff at the house happens, it's like it's real like yeah. tough. It's real tough. But then even in comparison to the original, it's like surely you thought given the time that these films were out mm-hmm. and given that they would have been way more taboo then when it comes to actually remaking them they would have like stepped outside the box a bit more and like got their hands a bit dirty spilled the blood all over the place but that's lot, not really the case of horror films, I think especially like in Hollywood they like they, they do they do a lot Sarah that's very rude I have to admit I know why do you always interrupt your dad like that? It's so rude. Eating material as well. He was doing none of this before we started recording. As soon as we started recording. Absolutely like, none. He's, he's tripped over my wire about five times. Yeah. I'm about to have dog for dinner soon, I'm telling you. No, um... So I, as I was saying, so I've really I know what, I forgot. What were we saying? Do you even know? <laughs> Do you even know? Thought bubble popped. That was your thought bubble. See ya. Bye-bye. Bubble bye-bye. Bubble bye-bye. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Scout, you're in trouble. You're on the naughty step now later, I'm telling you. But there's one thing, right? Um, I'm Sorry to interrupt because... Yeah. I think one thing that's out that I am absolutely obsessed with and I really don't think I have watched a horror TV show or a zombie like it in my life which I think is a great example of suburban horror which is Black Summer Netflix's Black Summer with Jimmy King that Ooh. is I have never I haven't seen it guys seriously oh I, my, my god in my personal opinion it is probably the best zombie series I've seen and I've seen. I, it's better than Walking Dead I, and, it's better. and we all know the Walking Dead's lost its way it's better than Walking Dead I am a Walking Dead fan I've kind of so lost was, my way well, so was I it's tragic so was I but like which is still a good example of suburban horror that we get to see even in The Walking Dead, that little girl. Yeah, and the sure. first thing is that, like, that, like, gunshot. She's de- yeah. But then what happens after fucking Negan? Negan comes in, ruined it. See you later. Nah. But Black Summer, I think that was my, the palms of my hands oh, were sweaty. I've, never, I've not watched them in, in a long time. But in that sort of horror genre that, yep. that made me so nervous. Yep. Because everything's happening so fast. And so yeah. Quick. But while also, like, there's that one episode, and I won't spoil much, but it's basically one character against one zombie. And it's just, and you think that's not scary, but Jesus Christ. Oh, it's, it's, it, it just keeps you on your toes because, like, every every single second, is it's... it's He's so close to like being. Yeah, and he makes so many stupid decisions that you know, like you don't like when characters make stupid decisions. Yeah. But for a TV show to have you actively shouting at the screen, they've done their job right. And I think Black Summer, if if you haven't watched it, do I've had a lot of people come back to me and think it was horseshit. I just like block it out. Like I just nope. Yeah. I take all that inf- nope because honestly, if you're a horror fan or a zombie fan. Yeah. This should be the next thing that you watch. Um, th- there's no denying it. Because yeah. that is perfect suburban zombie horror at its finest. Your your nerves will be shattered. Trust. Believe, bitch. <laughs> Believe me, bitch. Believe me, bitch. Right. 
Are we going to sign off? I think it's time. I think it's time that we sign off. Um, I just want to say a quick, I'm sorry, that if, if, anyone, if anyone really enjoyed my thought bubble, my thought train, that, yeah. that quickly departed, I deeply apologise. And if, you... if I remember what I said, which I probably won't do, it's me. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll see you next time. Come back next episode with like the stop bubble. Wow. Like, so what I was saying <laughs> Right, before we start, everyone, I gotta tell you before my dog really interrupted me. He's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, on that delicious note, if you have been listening and you have made it this far, thank you very much because if I'm going to re listen it, will I make it this far? Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we do. I mean, we, we do. We are very appreciative. So thank you very much, and thank you for listening. Until next time. Overnight. Bye. Deuces. Deuces.